on today's episode, I'd like to welcome the Cult of the Yellow Sign. So we have two people on the uh, call. Well, people, that's sort of an assumption, actually. I'm not sure if you're actually human. Um, perhaps we could start with that. Well, okay. First, I, the, I have the attractive voice. I'm cultist number 138, master of the black astral goathead sorceries. This is cultist number 420. Say hello, cultist 420. Uh, hello, 420. Oh, that joke. Ugh. He is the master of incantations and inhalations and high grand archduke of the sludge furnaces. Yeah, the sludge furnaces are really uh, a terrifying work environment, but the sludge fungus gets me through it. Oh, so you get like three. So that's us. Okay, well, that, I yeah, mean, that's good like to know. Yeah, it's like workmanship comp. So you get free We're gonna sludge. let you talk now. Yeah, well, the problem is I can't free- see you, so I don't know when you're... But even if I did see you, I, I'll provide a picture for my, my listeners so they'll be able to see that... Uh, I mean, you guys have no faces, at least not that I can see in this picture. Right. We're black-clad, faceless abominations from the center of the hollow earth. Yup. I mean, this is so fascinating. I, I have so many questions. I, I guess let me start off with, uh, what's the overall goal of your cult? And, uh, and do you have any interesting community service type projects or anything like that in the past or the future? Okay, so I'm going to stop you there because that's two questions. Oh, oh, yes. First okay. question. The goal of the Cult of the Yellow Sign is, is complicated. Um, we are the servitors of Dread Hastur. Originally, that was kind of a foundational religious doctrine. But over the years, we've evolved to create a much more comprehensive pantheon. We like to think that if it's about the eradication of all mortal life in the cosmos, that god's something we're down with. So I would say that in the long term, our goals are to convert as many people as possible, uh-huh. uh, then destroy everyone else, uh-huh. and once we've succeeded at that, destroy ourselves. Wait, yeah. Yeah, you get into that in the higher levels. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. You really have to do it in that level, or it's, this thing's going to fail completely. So I agree. Right, yeah. And I mean, failure is an abstract. We've been at this for thousands of years, so I don't like to think of it as failure as much as... Uh, Long success. It's just kind of a waiting game, really. Yeah, it's a waiting game. Yeah. I mean, we our logic is we'd like to hasten the end of the universe and all life within it, but we'll settle for eradicating Earth when the sun explodes. It'll just kind of resolve itself eventually. Yeah, yeah. It's, we win in the long term, yeah. either way. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. I have some interesting facts here about... Well, actually, hold on. I didn't ask about the community service. I mean, uh, uh, do you guys, uh, you know, do you have, are you like a tax uh, exempt organization or do you, do you do any? Oh, that's another question. We get, we get a lot of questions about the tax exempt status thing. And while, you know, we are a nonprofit religious organization, specifically, we don't believe in, in profits, mm-hmm. uh, prophecies. Uh, we're really more of an oaths and uh, sacrifices kind of religious belief system. Uh, but uh, in terms of, of, of our community outreach, we did we did at one point adopt a street. That was probably our, our most successful surface world community outreach program. So I, I took a look at some of your videos here and uh, you, you feature the dread god Cthulhu a lot and also Hollow Earth. So... Um, can you can you fill me in on the Hollow Earth thing and and also the the Cthulhu thing as well? 
you, okay, yes. Uh, just in, in theory, do you know how to ask one question at a time? <laughs> okay, so let me, let me just, <laughs> let, let me yeah, just one ask at a time. You. Okay, so, um, yes. What, what about the Dread God Cthulhu? I mean, at this point, I feel like Cthulhu has been really mainstreamed. Um, you know, the hipsters and the South Parks and the plushies and the yarn hats. They really decayed the dread that was associated with our dark god Cthulhu. Uh, and, you know, Cthulhu's not even really a god. He's really a priest of the old gods. So, I mean, I feel like I feel like we're trying to bring back the dread and eliminate all the merchandising. Oh. Uh. And now I'm going to just ask you, I mean, what about the hollow earth thing? Because, I mean, a lot of people, they're doubtful. They don't realize that the earth is hollow. What do you, what do you have to tell them? That they're idiots. I mean, it's obviously hollow. Yeah. I mean, if you, I'm sitting here looking up at the underside of your dumb planet. So obviously it's hollow. Do those people think it's flat too? <laughs> oh man. Do I, people I mean, still think that? I, it's ridiculous. See, we actually have, <laughs> access to the ancient Gnostic manuscripts that explain how this works. I would show you a picture, but we want to keep you sane for the end of this interview. Uh, essentially, in the center of the Earth is a black sun. The mm -hmm. black sun. Like how you have a normal sun, we have a black sun. Yeah. It hovers in the center of your Earth, creating an electromagnetic field that allows it to remain uh, you know, uh, from dissolution. Uh, di dissolving. Uh, and then along the interior surface is the mighty kingdom of Yenigma, where mm -hmm. we live. Um, you know, there's the canker forests, the shard forest, uh, the field of, of glass, um, the gigantic rift in space-time, the sentient glaciers, the sea of snakes, all that, all the kind of stuff that you have except for horrifying. Yeah. I mean, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, well, interesting is a strong word. I would say every day. It's yeah. every day for us. It's interesting in theory. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like... You know, people who live anywhere that's not Portland think Portland's really interesting. The Hollow Earth is like that. Yeah, Hollow Earth is like Portland. Yeah. It's like the best comparison. Yeah, it's both are full of undead slaves. Oh, yeah. I mean, that must affect your commute in the morning. Oh, no, we use dark magics to teleport. And yeah. Commute where? To downtown Yenigma? I mean, we have a monorail, but like... Yeah, but that just primarily goes to the Kanka Swamp. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, if, if, if the canker swamp, is that like just where you go to get cankers? Well, I, I feel, no, 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 no. That would be the forest of cankers. That's a different location. The canker forest is like a canker saw with trees. Yeah. Yeah, I said you had it backwards. Ah, okay. Greetings, pathetic mortals. Do not attempt to adjust your internet. This brainwashing new member orientation video will guide you through the new process of becoming a member of the Equal Opportunity Doomsday Cult, the Cult of the Yellow Sign. We are the worshippers of Dread Cthulhu, the god who sleeps at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Here, in this video, we will orientate you towards your stay beneath the Tower of Sorrows in the frozen city of Yenigmar in the center of the Hollow Earth. There, your brainwashing instructor, number 269 of our Tucson branch, We'll begin your orientation process and mind wipe. So, and I also have here the interesting fact, I mean, you guys seem very progressive in that you're equal opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that, like, we, we feel that mortal hatred is amateur hour, to be honest. 
you know, y'all hate one another for all sorts of reasons. 420 lists some reasons. Uh... I mean, there's a lot of reasons, like people have short hair. Yeah, I hate people with short hair. Yeah, or like big noses. Hate those. Or uh, like wear sweaters too Hate much. sweaters. Yeah, yeah. You see, y- y'all, y- y'all hate each other for things like race. <laughs> there's only one race, the dead. Uh, you hate each other for like national origin, which is ridiculous. Borders on uh, an abstract. Uh, you hate each other for religious beliefs. We hate all of your religious beliefs. They're all pretty dumb. You hate each other for all sorts of silly things. Silly, pathetic, amateur hour things. We hate you all equally. In that way, we think of ourselves as being progressive. We've never cared if a member of the cult of the yellow sign was black or, or yellow or green or or of a binary gender or of some unknown gender or even really mortal or human. None of those things have ever mattered to us. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about uh, some of the services and benefits of being a member of the cult. For instance, you have life insurance uh, and unlife insurance. I mean, what's the difference between those two? I mean, are they just for living and dead? One is for when you're alive and one is for when you're undead. I feel it's very self-explanatory. Yeah. One of the options that we, one of our, our greatest benefits is that we teach people to ask open-ended questions instead of close-ended questions. <laughs> How, how about their ritual sacrifices? I mean, uh, I mean, how do those go? Oh, well, I mean, you, you take a person, usually a mortal kidnapped from the surface. Uh-huh. We take them to a basalt black altar uh, somewhere in the murder basement of the Tower of Sorrows. Uh-huh. And I mean, there's incantations, there's chanting, burning candles, burning goats. And then we stab you. To, well, not you. Stab one yeah. to death. I see. I mean, and, and also... John, do you see... Well, I mean, I don't really see. How could I? But I, I can understand the words you're saying. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was confused. I thought we were literally saying to see. You meant I understand. Here in this video, you will see our childcare facilities. Look at all the fun things for children to play with, like stagnant puddles. Your children will be well taken care of while you are orientating towards your new time to be spent with the Cult of Yellow Sign. We will teach them hand clap games and ritual suicide. Children are an integral part of the future that we wish to destroy. We consider ourselves to be a cradle-to-the-grave organization. Speaking of that, I mean, another service that you offer is child care. So let's say, for instance, one of your, uh, your cult members happens to have uh, offspring for whatever reason. Uh, you, you have daycare services as well. Oh, yeah. Pretty much our idea is we like to offer a a cradle-to-the-grave experience. Uh-huh. The daycare services are really more of a, yeah, what would you call them? Brainwashing? Brainwashing. Brainwashing yeah. cages? Yeah, brainwashing cages. Uh, our, our thought is you really have two options. Um, you either join us and die, or you don't join us and die before we die. So we tend to, we tend to take that, you know, the, the children, offspring of our still-living members. We tend to uh, coach and guide to see if they're, they have the spiritual fortitude to join the cult. If not, they're decapitated and enslaved. I mean, they're going to die either way, really. It's really but, just a hierarchy yeah. of who dies, in yeah. what order. Yeah, and I mean, like, also, the, the facilities include things like stagnant puddles, I read, and, uh, I mean, multiple meals a day, I would assume, as well. Uh, well, I, I don't know. You can go back to the trough as many times as you can fight your way to the front of the line. Well, there you go. I mean, that also teaches, you know, uh, a certain level of uh, self-sufficiency. 
Yeah, it's a lot easier to eat who you're fighting than it is to get to the trough, really. See, and you know, 420, that's why you've gotten so many promotions in the last few years. You really understand the ethos. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? That's actually a pretty good idea. And then also, I mean, do you, I, when you eat other people, just, just to get into cannibalism a bit, I mean, do they have special sauces or is it just basically like, you know, oh, naturel sushi type thing? Wow, that is the most bougie question I've ever been asked. I mean, is blood a sauce? Blood is a sauce. Is that, uh, yeah. Most of, yeah. Bone is a meal. Uh-huh. Bone meal. Uh, I mean, I have to be honest. I, I, I didn't go to four years of Black Astral Goathead Sorcery School uh, to, to, to talk about cooking. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. I mean, can we just skip then to the potluck orgies? I mean, that that is intriguing to me, at least. Um I, again, I feel like, you know, I don't, I'm, Sean, I'm not trying to insult you directly, just your entire race of mortal servants. Um, you know, a potluck orgy seems really self-explanatory to me. Um, there's an orgy and everybody brings a side dish. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a really good time, really. It's like it's, an ice cream social. Yeah, it's with, a really good bonding with ritual, experience. sexual, yeah, it's a bonding experience for yeah. survivors of the cult. Yeah. Is, and, and like, do you assign like uh, stuff that people bring, or or does everyone just bring like the same old crappy uh, salsa chips and with dip and crap? Oh, he meant food. I thought you meant <laughs> sex toys. Oh no, uh, no, we we have, we're not really into telling people how to live the minutia of their life. We're really more into the the macro meta level of telling you how to live your life. If you uh, want to bring potato salad that has bacon in it, that's fine. I don't care. I don't eat. I've been dead for centuries. It's not really about the food you bring. It's about the like, experience, the experience. Yeah. And, and you guys, I mean, obviously you, you practice safe sex during these uh, orgies, right? Is there another kind? I mean, we're all, we all carry protection at all times. I personally prefer a mace. I think 420 is a shovel. That's your yeah, preferred, like preferred protection. That's really the only thing I was allowed to have in the furnaces. Oh, so, yeah, because yeah. you, you grew up working in the furnaces. Yeah. Oh, God, the furnaces. I'm sorry, we're getting sidetracked, Sean. Fond memories. You may be saying to yourself, how can I sign up? What is the application process? Why, it's very simple. On a full moon, in the dead of the night, in an ancient wood... Your mind will be prepared by transcendental meditation. Look up to the stars. Take our cult of application, found on page 265 of the Necronomicon, chapter Ritual Sacrifices. Place your hand upon the book and slash your wrists. Allow the blood to impregnate the page. Also, you should probably bring some I just want to know, like, uh, how would one get into the cult? Like, is there an entrance exam, or, or can you just show up? Uh, well, you know, it's really more, I mean, the exam is having a pulse. If you have a pulse, we'll find you. We seek the pulse of life, and then we kidnap you, usually by a van. Then we drive that directly into a portal to the center of the Hollow Earth, to our mighty city of Yannick Ma. Um, you know, I guess it's not so much an entrance exam as it is a hoodwinking. We're yeah. shanghaiing. And you know, sometimes you just kind of fall in the ground like sinkholes and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, we have so many bizarre yeah. magical uh, wormholes and, and portals just kind of scattered throughout your planet. You know, we, 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 that's how we send our bat job humans to the surface. Uh-huh. That's, you know, we, we try to integrate. You know, be, the, people tend to think of a cult as being like a, a membership. You know, something that you join, like Costco or something. No, it's not really a choice. It's not really actually. a choice. That's kind yeah. of the idea here. We're not interested in your your choices. Your free will means nothing to us. Free will is really the problem. Uh-huh. You know, we we feel it's better to 
to, to simply kind of fall into things like this. Like, you know, like juggling. Nobody wakes up and says they want to juggle. It just kind of happens. You pick up some, you know, skulls. You start to drop those skulls, but you manage to not drop. That's how jugglers happen. Yeah. Nobody falls into into other circus arts. You, 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 you kind of, nobody chooses to be in the circus, I guess, is the, the moral of this story. Yeah. So basically, listeners who desperately want to be in the cult, I mean, they're just going to oh. have to... Well, if you're trying to join, I guess the easiest thing to do would be to draw a double pentagonogram somewhere in your home in the blood of someone that you once cared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's usually that's kind of like a, that's kind of like pinging us, yeah. you know, like sending us an SMS text message um, with your GPS locations. I understand some mortal technology. So, I mean, if you really want us to come and visit you, uh, the two ways to do that would be to uh, draw a double pentagonogram in the blood of a loved one and sacrifice a small, preferably cloven-hooved animal before it while lighting six black candles made of the aborted fetus blood and fat. Uh, that's way one. What Way two would be to book us, to just reach out to us and say you'd like us to come and visit you. That's, you know, if you've got a phone or a computer, that's that's usually the more modern solution to reaching out to us. You know, a lot more people do that than sacrifice. It's kind yeah. of disappointing. Yeah, the sacrificing has really gone by the wayside in the modern era. Yeah you guys uh, uh produce a prodigious amount of uh music so there's a musical component to the cult oh yeah absolutely uh-huh. um we we learned fr- primarily from listening to the beach boys yeah um uh, uh, basically our premise was to attack every form of media possible um if we want to brainwash people we figure you should go through all the traditional brainwashing mediums um you know we, we produced religious tracks for a long time i mean zines they uh-huh. were they were they were the homemade zines uh, that we would distribute for a small price. Uh, we uh, we also produced our own podcast for about a year uh, called Live from the Tower of Sorrows. Broadcasting deep from the center of the hollow earth and directly into your mind, this is the Cult of the Yellow Sign on KWLT. Live from the Tower of Sorrows. Greetings, pathetic mortals. We are the Cult of the Yellow Sign ancient mage priests of the dread old ones and this is live from the tower of sorrows i'm your host cultist 101 speaking to you from deep in the endless black bowels of our secret frozen fortress at the center of the hollow earth really the only reason we stopped doing that was because uh the the anchor for the show cultist 101 uh got a job as a minor politician in the surface world and we figured it was better to have him doing our bidding in local politics than it was hosting a radio show for slaves um we also have uh, an ep that we released uh Mm -hmm. called uh what is it it's called uh Uh, apocalypse Apocalypse business Business is our ep it's a three-track demo that we released i believe 2015 by the gregorian calendar Uh um that features a unique blend of really angry game boy and guitar and screaming Though, uh, Sean, you may be the first person that we've actually talked to this about. We actually just refinished recording a new album, a full-length album called uh, Top of the Pile, um, that we're trying to figure out how to distribute because we don't understand what medium you guys are into. It was vinyl for a while, and then there was cassettes. I don't know what's next. Eight tracks? It could be direct brain implantation, for all I know. I don't think it's going to take us that long to release the record. I don't think your species is going to move that far technologically in the next year or so. <laughs> really, the only thing stopping us is that releasing the record will cost us an enormous amount of money, like $250. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- you're going to have to try and do a fundraiser or something from your occult members. 
That's a good idea. We should probably start a GoFundMe. Sean, thank you for that idea. Uh-huh. I, I'm actually looking at Apocalypse Business here on your Bandcamp page. And uh, the oh. tracks are Vampire Skull, Dark Souls, and Double Pentagonogram. Oh, Double I'm, Pentagonogram. Uh, I, I brutalized that. Did you listen to the record, Sean? I say double pentagonogram like 14 times in that song. Well, to be honest, you I didn't only listened to, to the first song. two tracks. Oh, you got bored after six minutes. Oh, I, oh sorry. I ran out of time. However, what, uh, what, uh, I, what I'd like to point out is that, is, that we, uh, is that the album was released on January the 4th, 2015. And my birthday is January the 4th. And I was born in 1975. We know that, Sean. So this kind of freaked me out a little bit. It was intended to freak you specifically out. I mean, I thought so. And, and incantations here are by number 138. That's Evoc- me. Evocations by number 420. That's uh-huh. that's him. And conjur- conjurations by number 333. That's true. Uh, at, the, at the time, we had another active member. One of the things to keep in mind is that the Tower of Sorrows is like a stable full of cultists. Our ranks do shift quite a bit. Um, at the time, 333 was in the Conjurations Department and Art Department. You don't hear 333's voice on that record because 333 was a mute. Yeah, 333 was a member of our active branch, the Phoenix Surface branch at the time. 333 now slumbers in the Tower of Sorrows where they're in charge of our kindergarten programs. So, and in this album here, it's experimental chip tra- thrash, chip tune, goat wave. Y- you guys also play live shows as well, right? I mean, I saw some uh, videos online where you were uh, all, like playing live shows. I-, I don't know. I'm trying to get a f- kind of a grip on where you guys are. You guys in in Arizona, right? Well, the, the we, one of our portals does open in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we thought that we would go to an environment that bred hopelessness and weakness in the in the mortals that inhabited it. So we went for Phoenix, Arizona, because yeah. Tucson's kind of cold. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we have played a lot of live shows. We find that, well, let me be honest with you, Sean. Can I be honest with you, Sean? That being in a cult doesn't make any money. You know, the dry cleaning bills alone are outrageous. Yeah. You know, between that and all of the knives that we have to buy because the health department only lets us use them like one time. You know, that it's a very expensive proposition. And we thought, why not start a band? Bands make money. They make lots of money. Yeah. So uh, we started a band. We're just waiting for that time in which we start to make lots of money. Uh, The t-shirts do well. Yeah. People love wearing fabric. And you guys have uh, you guys have groupies as well who are, are who are presumably alive. We call them acolytes. You know, uh, groupies is derogatory. Yeah, it's, that's actually at its at its very core. Groupies is misogynistic, Sean. Oh, 
I think you could be you right. You should be embarrassed to continue perpetuating such a negative opinion. Because when you say groupies, you mean women who would have sex with us. We're not interested in sex, Sean. That's disgusting and mortal. Acolytes, we're interested in blood, not sexual fluids. And, you know, it's that kind of casual misogyny that you mortals are so good at. Wow. You know, lock in on what? and really analyze your life. I got to think this over. That's usually the problem with white men. They have to think about things. What's your opinion about rival cults like the Unarians, the Ethereans, and, and the Discordians, or maybe Church of Subgenius? I mean, can you be a cult member? Like, can you be in the Church of the Subgenius and also be in the Cult of the Yellow Sign at the same time, for instance? Oh, yeah. I think the big thing is, is that, you know, we're all about diversity. You know, we're, we're all about you having a lot of gods. You know, like a man with one god is a man who can really only pray to one source for help. Uh-huh. We find that having lots of gods gives us lots of options. Yeah. You know, um, the Aetherians, not that impressed. You know, uh, Scientology's got it down, though, man. Yeah, they, they, they make a killing. I don't know how the, everybody who's got money goes to that. We get all the poor humans. But I will say this. The Discordians, uh, we had, we've always had a very tight relationship with. You know, um, Sean, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Robert Anton Wilson. Yes. It's, you are. He was a prophet of Discordianism. Um, he actually mentions us uh, in uh, the Illuminati series. Uh, we're called the Brotherhood of the, uh, of the Yellow Sign because Robert, you know, being a man, made everything about penises. It's not a brotherhood. It's a cult. You know, anybody's allowed, regardless of whatever genitals they were born with. Uh, but going back before that, the Yellow Sign was in the works of H.P. Lovecraft and Robert W. Chambers. Uh, and before that, it was written in stone and blood. So I like to think that that we really just existed as an ancient meme. May may, may, whatever, however you pronounce it. Number 138, can, can you just maybe, do you, do you feel like you can open up and just let me know like what your personal story is? I mean, how did you find the cult? Were you always a member of the cult or did the cult approach you or, or did you just fall into a hole one day? Uh, how, how did that work? Uh, well, Sean, none of those things. First, Sean, my name is 138. It's not 138, okay? I'm not calling you CM, so let's get it right. I'm 138, and he's 420. He's not 420. I'm not 138. You're going to confuse everybody if you keep yeah. changing our names. All right, so firstly, well, uh, I personally, I was working my first job. Uh, I guess, I'm, I'm not sure of the exact year. Um, we were building um, this thing called Stonehenge, um, and I was, I'd gotten a job for the summer as a whipmaster. Uh, so I was just whipping people, you know, the everyday kind of summer job. Uh, and then one night, just after the completion of Stonehenge, um, a great a great void opened in the earth. Uh, a, a great purple portal um, opened and swallowed me up. And I, when I when I awoke, uh, I was in the the Hall of Secrets with the Grandmasters of the Cult of the Yellow Sign. You know, they're all the ones who have a single digit number, number zero grandfather number one number two number three number four number five number six number seven number eight number nine that's the the inner inner circle and they they basically said to me man recruitment's been really bad um are you interested in a job and you know at the time i didn't realize it would be an unpaid internship but you know over the centuries i honed my skills and i moved into upper management um you know i i'm really striving for that double digit assignment you know having three digits in your number is good it's great 
But I'm really looking to, to, to eventually get into those double digits, really gunning for number 99 slot, if you know what I mean, Sean. Yeah, I do. I mean, the perks involved with that probably much better. My signature would be exactly one character shorter. Yeah, that makes filling out forms easier as well. And you have no idea how many forms we have to fill out all oh the gosh. time. So oh many gosh. forms. Oh and release forms, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, the kinds of pencils. I can only imagine. And then back in, in the day, you wouldn't have pencils. You'd just be using, like, quills or sticks dipped in blood or what have you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. you're, you're doing this interview on your own, Sean. That's exactly what I was going to say. What about number 420? Oh yeah, 420, tell him your story. Well, uh, I was uh, in my room playing some uh, music and then, you know, I played my record backwards and then this hole opened up in the ground and then they strapped this thing to my face and told me to shovel this stuff into fire. And then I kind of like lost most of my bodily functions because of that stuff. Which sludge fungus is what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, the sludge yeah. fungus really, really degrades your inner yeah. workings. You know, so now I, you know, I don't really think a whole lot, which you know gets me through most of the trouble. I mean, you don't need to like, you know, drink a whole lot of alcohol or do a lot of drugs if your brain's basically already goo. Yeah, sentient yeah. goo. At exactly. that sentient goo. Yeah. yeah, the sludge fungus hungers. Yeah. Do people there uh, in the cult, do they, do they manage to, do you manage to form like real friendships and relationships? I mean, uh, uh, with other cult members? Well, I, I don't know that I would say friendship, um, but I do think that there's a certain bond that, that, you know, like when you, when, when the Mormon missionaries come to visit, you know, those people didn't really know one another particularly well. And then they're kind of fused to one another. You know, they travel as a group. They're never really separated. You know, uh, they wear matching outfits. Um, they talk about a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, I feel like th if there's really any of you mortals that understand us, it's like 20-year-old Mormon missionaries. We're not really friends. We're in, a, we're in a job together. We have a bond that goes deeper than friendship. 420 yeah. is pretty much the only person that I hang out with. You know, and, and, and 420, I, I know you hang out with the, the, the brain slugs occasionally. Yeah. And, but, like, for the most part, it's really just you and I. Pretty much. Field, like, we're, we're tightly knit, but friendship, I feel like friendship is such a mortal concept. It's really, it's, it's really like an abstract, like friends, like what does that mean? What like, I know is this, is that 420 and I, when we get together, we create beautiful things together. We create podcasts, we make music together, and frankly, the only person who's ever been able to tolerate me as a, as a musician has been 420. And uh, the only person who's ever been able to play any of the compositions that were written in the black tome of your gal has been 420. Without him, I mean, who, what would I really be without you, 420? I mean, still dead. Still dead, pretty much. Yeah, and I find just by observing other people, like uh, other people who are wrapped up in a major cause, I mean, isn't the ultimate goal of the cult way more than, than both of you? I mean, you're both basically, you know, totally devoted to this ultimate cause, which is the destruction of everything. So what's your question, Sean? Oh, that was just me, like... That was you just telling us what we're about? Oh, yes, yes, I guess so. I mean, I, I just came up with a, a theory, I suppose. Your mortal theories will never ace what it is that we're about. But that's pretty close, I'll give you that. That's yeah. like 85%. He, 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 gets, he gets a lot of it, yeah. yeah a weak B+. Plus. A weak B+. Plus. Um, so... I'm going to wrap this uh, 
interview up if possible. Um, I, I, I just want to know, there's this question that I like to ask, uh, you know, feel good question, I like to ask guests towards the end. I mean, is there anything you've learned uh, with your experience joining the cult of the yellow sign? Uh, you know, anything profound? You know, Sean, uh, for me personally, and I'll let, I'll let 420 speak for himself. Uh, for me personally, what I found is that if you believe in yourself, uh, it doesn't matter if other people understand you. It doesn't matter if other people get you. If you believe in yourself and you're true to the things that matter to you, which in my case was wearing a black robe, waving a knife around, playing Game Boy music, stabbing people, stealing things, you know, really, really reach down inside of yourself and are honest about who you are and what it is you want from life and death and on life. You'll find someone. You'll find somebody who understands you if you give it enough time. It took me, I don't know, 1,800 years to meet 420. And uh, I really think that it was by being honest about who I was that I was lucky enough to meet somebody within the cult and the cult itself that really understood what I was about. Uh, excuse me, if I, if I had tear ducts, I, I would be crying a little bit, but I don't. Uh, so 420, it's your turn. Well, I don't know. I feel like the most useful thing I learned was uh, how to give up. You know, that's really, really essential to growth. Surrender. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can see that. Succinct, as always. You know, Sean, there's a thing that I like to do. I don't know if you've listened to our podcast, but I interviewed quite a few people as well. There's a thing that I like to do at the end of my interviews that I'd like to do with you now, Sean. I would like you to say something nice about me and 420. You guys. <laughs> you guys, um, truly, I mean, I've come to learn that uh, whether you're dead or alive, in the end, everybody, I think, has something that they're really striving towards and if you just keep your your head to the to the stone um you, and keep pushing i mean you'll you'll get closer you just keep pushing that stone with your head sean i think you said it very eloquently yeah was that was that a sisyphus reference yeah <laughs> life is sisyphusian uh -huh. I, I i'm trying to i'm trying to like uh, you know draw that out of my heart but un unfortunately i've been very you know sarcastic these knife, days sean. Grab a butter knife and draw it out of your heart. Let me tell you something, Sean. Sarcasm is weak. Sarcasm doesn't make you sound smart. It makes you sound stupid because you do the same thing. You react to everything with the same response. If you encounter the world and you only look at it as being one way, you just, you just you look at the way that the world is and you react without thinking all the time, then you're no better than us, Sean. You're just one of us. You know, don't, you don't, if you just treat life with this kind of meaningless nihilism, sarcasm, irony. You're not really living at all. So why not put on a hood, lay down in the ground, and wait for us to open a portal so that we can bring you here, chop your head off, and enslave you? That sounds like a really good idea. It worked for us, Sean. Yeah. It doesn't sound so bad. Well then, like I said, confront life with irony and sarcasm. As you are right now, Sean. Because it does sound bad to be an undead slave with no head. Let, let me just also ask, uh, do you guys have any, I mean, future projects and, 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 and can you just also just let us know, like, where we can find you on the web and also Facebook? 
Sure, Sean. Uh, like I said earlier, we're hoping to release our debut full-length record top of the pile this year. Uh, we're also discussing whether or not we'd like to revitalize our podcast uh, without our original voice caster. Uh, that's something we'd really like to start doing again. Um, you can find us at our Bandcamp, cultoftheyellowsign.bandcamp.com, I think. Um, you can find us on Facebook as The Cult of the Yellow Sign. Uh, is there anywhere else? We, uh, we have a pa Patreon. A Patreon, yeah. But nobody gives us that much money. I think we make like $8 a month on Patreon. Um, and we don't really offer you anything. You know, yeah. we haven't really figured out how to offer people destruction. We just kind of take their money. We pretty much take it. Thank you, by the way, to all of our Patreon subscribers, the, like four of you, that have been giving us like $5 a month. We really appreciate we, it. You have no idea yeah. how, how helpful it is when we need more fog machine fluid uh, or more yarn to simulate human entrails. Yeah. So thank you. It does make a difference, guys. Well, that's great. So, um... Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. Sean, thank you. And you know, if, if any time it seems like we're being difficult with you or harsh with you, we are, Sean. Yeah. We don't like anyone. Nope. Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with number 138 and 420 from The Call to the Yellow Sign. You may have noticed the sound quality does take a bit of a dive toward the latter half of this episode. Well, it seems like the Wi-Fi wasn't the best inside the Hollow Earth that day, so we had to switch devices along the way. Remember, you can listen to the Cult's music and podcast over on their Bandcamp page, thecultoftheyellowsign.bandcamp.com. They're also on Facebook and Twitter, too. You just need to search for The Cult of the Yellow Sign. As usual, intro and outro music is by Chromatics Music and is used with permission. All other music along with the audio for the recruitment video is by The Call to the Yellow Sign and uh, I'll have links to them in the show notes. It'll all be on sharesliceofpodcast.com. And uh, I've also entered this podcast up against other podcasts in this competition called Podcast Madness. And there'll be details for that in the show notes as well. Uh, the first podcast we're up against is a movie podcast called Screen Addicts. And they've invited me onto their show. We'll see if I can make it. It depends really on my crazy schedule. So as always, I beg of you, please do leave this podcast a review and rating over at iTunes. It really helps, if anything, to let me know that there's someone out there listening. Anyway, number 138 from the Cult of the Yellow Sign was nice enough to let me have an advanced copy of one of the songs of their upcoming album, Top of the Pile. It's called Coffin Stuffer. So I'll play it here on the way out for you to give it a listen. Have a great day, and I hope you'll be back for the next episode. Nothing more than that.
Yes. <laughs>